0: This edition of The Wellness Prescription is brought to you by Healthy Planet, making the world healthier and greener one day at a time.
1: Welcome everyone, this is the Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region, I'm Dr. Claudia, thank you all for joining me today. Given that it was my birthday, I figured we'd talk about my personal theme for 2023, which is reinvention. I am on a journey of reinventing my life, I am learning so much about myself, about the things that I love, the challenges I've overcome, and the work I have committed to, to be unapologetically me. This week, I am joined by Dr. Amanda Hansen. She's a psychologist, author, and speaker. And we're going to talk about all things midlife and reinvention. Thank you so much for joining me today.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
1: You know what? I'm excited to talk to you because I have been following you on social media. Your website is amazing. It offers so much valuable information on how we can just be unapologetically us. And I feel like that is the appropriate theme. It was my birthday, I'm at midlife, and I feel like we should all be, you know, following our own rules. On your website, I noticed that you have a statement that says, "Taking care of you is the greatest gift you can give the world." And what an absolute gift you are. I thought that was so profound. Let's
0: talk about this. Yes, I think especially as those of us who've been socialized as women, we have been very um, easily stepped into the role watching mothers, watching grandmothers, watching women around us. The messaging being that the most worthy you will ever be is when you are in service to others. And the best of women give to everyone else. And I think that there's a really dangerous trap in that. And so many of my clients and myself included 15 years ago, came to a place of burnout and just pouring into everyone else, believing that the better mother, the better partner, the better community member I was, the better woman I was, but I gave to a fault that left me filled with resentment. And so now it's really walking that back and understanding that. We talk so much about need to love yourself before you can love someone else. Need to give to yourself before you can give to anyone else. But we never really break down how to do that, what that looks like. And so, um, you know, it's not going to get a manicure. That's not giving back to yourself in, in regards to the work that I do. It's really teaching women how to sit with the deep, the depths of who they are in their soul and cultivate from there and that's how we overflow into people. So I I do think it's so important that we give to ourselves before we can ever pour into anyone else because otherwise we're just doing it with building resentment and that's never a healthy and and what a burden to other people.
1: And you you said something that really resonates. It you do it and then you develop resentment. And that's what happens when we're doing things because we feel we have to, not because we want to. And I I truly, and I say this, and I like to talk a little bit about myself because I feel like listeners can resonate with the experiences that we've each had. And I feel like I just started to figure this out, this self-love, self-respect, understanding that I need to create boundaries in my life so that I can feel fulfilled. And this way, everyone around me can enjoy the benefits of who I really am. And I think that's why that statement, what a gift you are, really just makes the most sense because if we're gifting ourselves that, then everybody else is experiencing our gift as well. So in one of your other IG posts, you say that people don't decide how worthy you are. They read how you feel about yourself and then they treat you that way. So, I mean, what better way to describe how we want to be treated? So if we want to be treated with respect and with love, because I feel like love is really what makes the world go round. If you love yourself, you're loving everybody else. That is really profound. But how do we get to this point where... We, we know how we want to be treated, and we're resonating that to
0: others. We have to spend time with ourselves. As women, we have been so outward-facing and seeking love, seeking approval, seeking validation, seeking, 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 that we're not even quite sure what it is that we are so desiring. So it's only in the stillness and the quietness, not scrolling social media, not in comparison culture, not in all of the ways that the world will tell you you're wrong. It's in... Again, going on that deep journey internally and seeking there, what is it that I so desire from this life and building a life from there? And my worthiness did not come from other people telling me they thought I was worthy or great or amazing. That's all sprinkles on a beautifully iced cake. But my worthiness comes from my belief that, number one, I was inherently born worthy, as is every single human being. And you have to feel that in the depths of your soul to be able to change the way you move in the world. When you understand you are inherently born worthy, you don't have to do anything or look a certain way or have certain accolades to achieve worthiness, that every single human is equally as worthy. Only then will you be able to show up in the world and conduct yourself as such. And people feel that. People want to be around that elevated vibration um, and will treat you similarly. If I walk into a room and I my eyes are cast and I'm feeling very insecure, I will be treated more like a peasant than a queen. But when I walk in, shoulders back, radiating, people want to be in the presence of that and will treat you accordingly. And the beauty is it then ripples out to everyone else. And my light and my worthiness is a reminder to every other person in that room of theirs. So I cannot come in like this if I want to help women feel that they too have this, the right to hold themselves and carry themselves in a queenly way. And you, you also talk a lot about,
1: you know, ancestral healing. Um, and this is something that I'm kind of familiar with, but I think it's something that many people don't really understand but I feel it's vitally important. Um, And I think we've all experienced it in some way or another and don't really understand what it means to heal from our ancestral, um, you know, from our ancestry. So I thought we could touch on that as well because you're really big
0: on that. Yeah, well, you were in, when anybody was inside their mother's womb, um, it even goes back further. We can go back to grandmother, but for the sake of this conversation, when you were in your mother's womb, still this tiny little fetus, you already had all the eggs of your lifetime inside of, of your little ovaries already. Um, so it's, it's so important to understand that it wasn't just once you were born that you experienced the traumas, the heartbreaks that your mother experienced. You also experienced them in utero, vibrationally, and your nervous system is coded for what she was experiencing, her levels of coping, her levels of heartbreak, her levels of rage, trauma. And until we understand that we are coded in our nervous systems for what was happening in utero and all beyond that, we cannot break free until we understand that profound connection. And that is the baseline of where I begin in my work, in my masterminds and with my one on one client. If we don't go back there and understand that, we can't, you can't heal what you can't understand or what you haven't looked at. So we go there. It's very, Beautiful and haunting and painful, often. But my gosh, the freedom and liberation that comes from doing that work is necessary. Otherwise, all you're doing is putting a band aid on trying to fix why we have certain behaviors and feelings. And I tell my clients often you feel so big and you feel so deep, and you sometimes are so confused by your range of emotions and it's not it's because it's not always just yours you're carrying you're carrying your great great grandmothers and your great grandmother and your grandmother and your mother we are carrying 2500 years of female trauma and pain inside of us so when we feel overwhelmed when we feel that it's too much when we feel enraged it's not always just ours we're still processing the remnants of all the women who came before us, who will never have a voice or an opportunity. And
1: that's a lot of work and that's a lot of healing. But I think one of the things that attracted me and drew me to wanting to talk to you was the word that you just said, how liberating it is to understand that we are Healing every single day, every single day of our lives is a healing is a journey. And now that I'm at midlife, I'm wanting to reinvent myself because I understand so many things that maybe I wasn't able to understand 10-15 years ago. And now I do, and I can, and I can be the best possible version of myself. And it is possible. I see that through your work, through your teachings, through all of your you know, master classes. Um, I see the stuff that you are trying to educate women about, and it's a process. So it's not going to happen overnight. I feel like we need to remind ourselves that you're not just going to wake up one day and say, oh, I'm healed. It's every day making a commitment to wanting to change you know, your ancestry, your thought processes, the fact that you are worthy. I think that's the key message is that we are in a journey and on a journey of healing every day.
0: Every day. And my intention is that I am on the way to my own funeral steel and my own (laughs) healing. I don't believe there's an arrival. And that's that's also there's a freedom in that. And there's a beauty in that. That the goal is not to arrive at fully healed. There's no such thing as perfection. We are wildly messy as humans. And the goal to me is like, today I commit to waking up and doing the best with my fullest heart and all my intention. And that's all we can promise ourselves every day. And when we fail, we get up tomorrow and we we promise to start again and try it. And not feel disappointed
1: in ourselves. Because I feel like many women that I talk to in my own practice, I'm not a psychologist, but you know I have a great rapport with the women that I treat. And that's the one thing that, comes through every single time we get so disappointed in things that we think are failures when in fact they're just lessons and they're just stepping stones and we can't be so hard on ourselves and I think that's the general message many women are hard on themselves we put too much stress on things that may not matter in a year or two and you know we're parents we're wives we're partners we're employees we're bosses we're so many things And we do it all with so much, you know, um, passion that it's hard to be easy on ourselves. So we are so thankful that you have created this platform. And that's why I thought it'd be great to tell everybody about the Queen's inauguration. That is Eh. incredible.
0: So let's talk about that too. Sure. Thank you for asking. So it's essentially, I thought, how could I without women being able to go on a six-month journey with me through my mastermind. You know, not everybody has that kind of time, not those finances. I understand that completely. I really believe in accessibility. So I thought, how can I make the essence, if we were to strip back and and come down to the core of my work, what would I want women to know in a very packageable, affordable, condensed down eight-week version? And it is that. It is everything that I believe is what's missing in our modern-day culture about being a woman. Most of it will be things that could be first time that many women are hearing. So I bring a lot of ancient art into feminine practice and healing. Most of my clients who I work with say, Amanda, I've spent 10, 15, 20 years in traditional therapy. I never even came close to what I've gotten out of working with you for three months. And it's because I believe that the way we've been doing and approaching healing, as women in a patriarchal world has not served us. And so I created my own way, the work I've been doing in my own personal life and with all of my clients. And so that's the Queen's inauguration packaged up in a very beautiful, affordable videos, workbooks um, to help guide clients. And to
1: help them feel everything that we've just discussed, the worthiness, the, 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 the less pain and the liberation. I think that is what we're all searching for. When we come back, Dr. Hansen's retreat in Costa Rica. This is The Wellness Prescription on 1059 The Region. Stay with us.
0: Connect with us on Twitter at 1059 The Region or call 416-335-1059 or email info at 1059theregion.com. This is 1059 The Region. The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 1059 The Region.
1: You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. Before the break, Dr. Hansen and I were discussing self-love and worth and how we can change the narrative so we can finally live the midlife of our dreams. Dr. Hansen, you believe that to be a whole person, we need to feel everything. Rage, pain, we also need to feel vulnerable. The problem begins when we only see or feel those emotions and never allow ourselves to feel joy, happiness, and elation. That is really the essence. So it's natural to feel all of those negative things, but we also have to make time to look for and see all the other positive emotions.
0: Yeah, it's really important. And I talk to my clients a lot about my regular travels to the underworld. I think that any woman who is trying to live in toxic positivity is probably also a woman who is having to numb with alcohol, shopping, Netflix, social media, scrolling, gossiping, um, because she's really not comfortable feeling how painful life can be at times. There is so much that I can alchemize and create from. And I'm a firm believer I can only access my rapture and my passion to the extent that I can access my rage and my fury and my anger. And so helping women get comfortable with that full range is so incredibly powerful and really brings women, what I like to use the phrase, is like back online for their lives because the average woman is living with about four emotions that she feels comfortable expressing because we've also socialized women to think, don't go there to the darkness. You'll never come back. You won't be able to survive it. It's too painful. That's a lie. I have walked women through losing their children and it's only when you sit and you honor the rage and the grief and the terror of how they will ever go on again, and you hold holy reverence for that, can she find her power to stand back up? We cannot numb her. We cannot medicate her. We can't give her a box of tissue. We can't rub her back. We sit and we hold reverence and honor for that pain. And that's what I teach women how to do for themselves as well.
1: And it doesn't have to be something as severe as the loss of of a loved one. It can be something, you know, that happened in a relationship that you need to heal from. We need to be aware and we need to be able to feel those emotions. And I think that's something that we don't allow ourselves as women. We are not allowed
0: to be weak. We're not allowed to, you know, be mad. When women tap into their rage, it's when they start to ask for more in relationships. It's when they ask for more from their places of business, from the world from the community, but we don't want women to. We want women to stay really convenient and her big, scary emotions for the world are not convenient. So we medicate her, we tell her to pull herself together. It is the strongest and most powerful of women who can face their fury and sit with it and not try to heal it or numb it away, but just be with it. The greatest creations of my life came from my fury.
1: And I like that you say that because you're right. I had to change. I just realized that I had to change the dialogue with myself. It's not a weakness. It's it's the fury. It's the rage that you want to see things different in your own life. And you're willing to do whatever it takes to get those things. And that's where the passion comes from and the strength. And Women have that strength. I think we don't give ourselves enough credit because the things
0: that we can accomplish are incredible. Yeah, we need to stop being so pleasing and so, uh, you know, put that smile on and just keep going and say, I'm fine. That that needs to stop because the world never changes when women just lie and say they're fine. When we're at midlife,
1: there are so many things happening in our bodies, Um, you know, physiologically, hormonally, things are changing. How do you feel that those changes that are happening happening naturally affect us and give us more strength? Because it's always I see that it's at midlife where many of us start to really want things and really know what we need to do to have
0: the life and live the life that we want and deserve. I think we feel the urgency pumping through our veins, that if all goes well, we're halfway through our lives. So there's no more time for playing small. There's no more time for pretending we don't want or desire certain things. So I think it's that urgency that is flowing through us that makes us speak more truth and stop sugarcoating what it is that we want or need in this lifetime.
1: When you say that we should be tuning into our femininity, that to me sounds like we also have to be aware of our softness, of our soft side. We are very nurturing. So regardless of the fury and the rage that we all should be experiencing women are so soft and we're so loving we just don't always show it to each other we maybe show it to our children we maybe show it to the people we love but there is a softness to us and if we could just tap into that every once in a while we'd be more aware of what we the strength that we have
0: because being soft doesn't mean weak. There's so much sisterhood wound that has happened for women when the patriarchy came into play. We were communing. We were taking care of each other while we were on our periods. We were there blessing each other with ceremonies before we went into labor. We were there catching each other's babies. We were making each other soup and rubbing each other's feet in wombs when we were having babies. I could cry at how disconnected we've become because the patriarchy needed us to. They needed us to compete. We were literally being we were competing for, who was the most beautiful to to be chosen off of the slavery stage, to be um, had as the woman with the best size hips, to to bear the most children, to work on the farm. When you understand the history, you will become enraged at what has been done to women. But it is only on our backs that we get to change it. And so the work that I do when I bring large groups of women together over a long period of time is healing, fundamentally healing the sisterhood wound. Because while you stay isolated away from other women, you will lean more heavily heavily on toxic relationships with bad love. And so I believe that the most beautiful love, the most beautiful love of my life, aside from myself, first and foremost, is my best girlfriend, then my partner. She loves me in a way my husband couldn't even comprehend. She understands me in a way that there aren't even words in his vocabulary or in his veins. And it's not because he's deficient. It's because he's a man. And so We have to stop focusing and walking toward this love of a partner. Uh, We need to look for love in our girlfriend. It is the most beautiful homecoming. And it took me until I was in my 30s to believe that and find it and feel safe enough and trust myself. We have to trust ourselves to
1: trust a relationship with another sister, quote unquote, somebody that you that you know will love and respect you that is the most important relationship because women understand women and you're right somewhere along the line we kind of disconnected from all that and we started to feel like we couldn't rely on women but if you think about it we're all experiencing the same things we're all midlifing right now we're all going through some transition physically emotionally we should really be banding together and I feel like That's where your work really is profound and that you're helping women really rely on each other again
0: and be there for each other. When my women come together to all meet for the first time from all over the world and I open the door to my home and they all start coming in, we are just weeping standing there. I mean, I could just even thinking about it because it's this old ancient remembering of how it was always meant to be. We were not meant to be in competition. We were meant to commune. We need each other. And so I cannot say enough about how healing the work is in regards to bringing women back to each other.
1: And forgiving. You talk a lot about forgiving and, you know, forgiving yourself, forgiving your parents, for example, forgiving somebody for things that maybe happened that they weren't even aware that they were doing to you or for you. Forgiveness is really important. Um, why do we have to forgive?
0: You know, I really thought that somehow punishing my dad by being so angry and it was somehow also, I, I really, truly bought into the belief that it was helping me because it was going to keep me really strong and no one was going to be able to ever get to me like that again and hurt me and I was going to have like this ironclad protection around my heart. But what I realized is not forgiving my dad was also keeping me in prison. It was keeping me hardened and able to not able to access really the depths of relationship and connection and intimacy that I wanted. So I needed to release my father from all of the resentment and anger I had towards him not for him necessarily, but selfishly, so I could be free. So I could actually be free of the, it takes so much energy to be angry. It takes so much energy to be in resentment and blame towards someone else. And it was keeping me from ever fully accessing the depths of where I wanted to go in my relationships with myself and other people. So releasing my father released my myself it freed me in a way that I can't articulate in words I just can explain it um, from how it felt and how my life has changed drastically since doing that
1: that's a whole topic for a whole nother show how we our emotions get stored in our bodies and it creates illness so yeah we'll save that for another show but you have an amazing retreat coming up uh, I think at the beginning of February in Costa Rica Let's give listeners some hope. So if they can't make it to this um, retreat, then maybe they can make it to future retreats. You know, I forgot to mention that Dr. Hansen is in Miami, Florida, and she's planning this amazing retreat, probably one of many coming up. So let's talk about it. What can we
0: expect? And uh, why did you put this together? I put it together because I really believe, like we were speaking earlier, that we've lost the art of ritual for women. And so a lot of my work is about the slowing down the beautiful rituals that are ancient, that many of which I've like constructed or made up, but um, are so healing and beautiful and just leaves us feeling, again, I use the word remembering. There's something so ancient. We can't put words to it, but we can feel it like something about this feels familiar. It's like we're all going back into the forest together with our lanterns and we're communing in a way where where nobody else knows and we're together and we're healing our hearts and we're releasing everything that has held us bound and we are claiming and moving forward and it's just so beautiful like life is meant to be experienced in ritual. Every moment of my life I create ritual. Even in this conversation, the way I set up my space before we had this call and then I spend the day with my clients. Bringing more ritual into the mundane makes life feel like art and makes it fully and reminds us and brings our five senses back online that this is this life gets to be experienced. As soon as we're in our cerebral brain thinking too much, we know we are not embodied. And so ritual brings us back to our bodies and makes life feel like a dream. And that
1: to me makes me understand that that's probably why we Really are creatures of habit. So, as much as we like a break, we like a vacation, we like the day to day. I know I do. I love a break, I love a vacation. But to me, the day to day that it almost, I almost make my days ritualistic. So I have my, you know, I have my day set up and I look forward to it because I feel like it keeps my body kind of in tune with my circadian rhythms. And you're right. When you start thinking too much, that's when things start feeling unnatural and, being five days with a group of women, all with the same intentions and the same wishes for themselves and for the women there, that's, that's a gift in itself. So what, if I were to join you on this retreat, what would I expect? What could I expect to gain? Um, obviously everything we talked about, but what do you want your guests to leave with?
0: I want her for the first time in her life when she's zipping up her bag to leave her hotel room. I want her for the first time in her life to feel in her body, her worth, and understand for the first time beyond words what it feels like to love herself. I want her to catch a glimpse of herself in the mirror and see the most beautiful woman who's ever walked the planet. I want her to know that she reverberates holiness and the world wouldn't be the same without her. And I want her to know that as she moves through the world with all of her heartbreak and all of her messiness and all of her triumphs, that every day she gets to keep being a reclamation over and over and over again, because she's the magic and the work that her ancestors never got to do. And she, she gets to heal the world just by being, because I believe that us as modern day women, we owe this In the most beautiful, not in um, a way that's a burden, but in the most beautiful way, we owe our self-love and self-worth to our mothers and grandmothers and all the women before them who didn't even have this language, who couldn't even have considered what that would have felt like. And so that's what I want them to feel like. I want women to not even have to take an airplane ride. They could just soar back home. (laughs) Well,
1: I already feel like that, just having this conversation with you. Um, I've learned so much. I've learned so much just through your social media, through your website. I'm excited for listeners to join the Queen's Inauguration. Um, I'm excited for you to have many more retreats that we can all come to and just feel whole again um, and help every every other woman out there feel whole. That being said, if listeners want to learn more about you, if they want to join a lot of your master classes, how can they do that? Where can they find you?
0: I would say the best place where I'm the most active is Instagram. I mean, there's TikTok, of course, that has just so much happening, um, but Midlife Muse, is really uh, the place to find me on social media, Midlife Muse. And then of course, my website is just my name, amandahanson.com, where you can read about all my programs. It's where you can buy the Queen's inauguration um, and learn more about what is coming as far as future retreat.
1: Well, I'm excited. Thank you so much. So Midlife Muse and amandahanson.com, right? perfect. And you can always find me on Instagram at Claudia underscore Maciela or my website, claudiamachiela.com. That's my show for this week. If you missed it, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and of course, Audible. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you for listening. I hope this helps you live your best life.
0: The Wellness Prescription was brought to you by Healthy Planet. Order online at healthyplanetcanada.com or go online to find a location nearest you.